Stafford dives in for the touchdown. Did he get it? Yes, sir, he did. Touchdown, Detroit Lions. You're listening to The One Podcast. Welcome into another episode of the One Pridecast. I'm Tori Petri, your host for this official Lions podcast. We are right here in the heat of minicamp uh, here at the Lions facility. The Lions have uh, three days of mandatory minicamp this week, which we've been following here on DetroitLions.com. We've got all the coverage for you on that, but the Lions also announced a piece of news this week about their preseason broadcast team. I am honored to be part of that broadcast team, uh, but one of the bigger pieces of news is that the Lions have a new play-by-play announcer and he is here with us on the podcast today, Fred McLeod. Fred, welcome to the Lions preseason broadcast and to the podcast here. Well, thanks, Tori. It's uh, like uh, coming home again. Um, you know, I remember full well when this incredible facility was was built, and uh, you know, we came from the practices at the Silver Dome to you know, <laughs> then eventually to here, and then of course uh, Ford Field, one of the great gems of, of the NFL. So it's uh, come full circle, and I could not be more excited to be here. Of course. Well, uh, some changes were coming because Matt Shepard, of course, went over to the Tigers broadcast sure. full time. Uh, so there was that play by play position open. Chris Spielman returns as the color analyst. I will return as a sideline reporter. Really excited to be working with you this year. Uh, so it should be a really good time. We've got three games on uh, Fox 2, Fox Sports Detroit uh, this preseason. And uh, I- I'm really looking forward to getting to know you and, and working with you on TV. Well, same here. I, I-, I love storytelling and I know you, you do, too. And, and- and Chris is such a fountain of information and, and so energetic, <laughs> and I love his passion. I loved it as a player. Uh, the last year I did Lions games uh, was his rookie season, and uh, he was my go-to guy among uh, many Herman Moore and Jerry Ball and Benny Blades and guys that, you know, as a reporter you would go to knowing Lomas Brown, for example. You, you knew you would get, uh, you know, some – interesting and, and forthright comments and uh, and Chris as an analyst is exceptional because he he's so passionate he he, he lives and breathes the game he, he he's playing in the booth so to speak so it, sure. it'll be a, a lot of fun uh, working alongside and, and frankly learning the game of football uh, you know I, I love to learn X's and O's and, and the nuances of any sport that I do and so uh, Chris is that uh, that uh, almost coach-like uh, broadcaster. It'll be fun to, uh, to learn the game. Certainly. Well, your connections to Detroit, they run deep. You have uh, a deep familiarity with this city. I mean, people might be listening to this podcast and say, oh, Fred McLeod, I remember him, uh, because you have spent a great amount of time in this market. So for people who might not be familiar with your work here before, catch us up on, on your connections to Detroit. I uh, came here from San Francisco, had uh, back-to-back uh, Super Bowl championships with Oakland and San Francisco and then landed here in uh, 1982. Uh, Bill Flynn, the general manager at Channel 2 at the time, uh, said, McLeod, I got an opening. Uh, <laughs> you got three days to decide. And uh, so he wow. uh, brought me to Detroit. And, um, you know, I, I grew up in Cleveland, but uh, had relatives up here in Detroit uh, and quickly developed some friendships. Uh, Tony Versace, one of my dear friends, was Gary Danielson's high school coach, Divine Child, and uh, he op- opened the door for me. And I worked for Wayne Walker, uh, the late Wayne Walker, late great Wayne Walker, number 55 in Lions Blue, and, uh, you know, he paved the way for me. So it was – I knew I was stepping into a big league market in a, in a sports-crazy town with all four majors and Michigan, Michigan State nearby, and so uh, it was – it was playland for me when I came here, and then, uh, you know, a couple of years later, covered a Tigers World Championship team in 1984, and then watched the Pistons win titles, and began my play-by-play career with the Pistons in '84, and became more 
firm, firmly entrenched and three kids born here. So uh, my wife's a Spartan from Northville. And so uh, a lot of uh, deep roots that I'm proud of. Uh, I love Detroit. I love Cleveland. Uh, they're two very similar cities and, and the passion for the sports teams. And uh, Cleveland finally ended a championship drought of 52 years, which is, <laughs> is unconscionable for, for any sports fan. So uh, I, I've shed tears when the Tigers, you know, even though as a reporter, when they won a championship and, and shed tears in 2016 when Cleveland won a championship in the NBA side. So, um, you know, when you live and die sports, as I have and, and you have, um, and our listeners do, you can't help but become emotionally invested. And so it's going to be fun to step right back in and, and cover this football team and tell stories and uh, be emotionally invested in Lions football again. Yeah, you've covered some fun teams. Oh, some very much really so. fun teams. You can, this isn't your first time doing Lions preseason either. No, with a Take great, me back to those years. Yeah, back in the 80s with the great Lombardi, who I uh, still consider a, a dear friend. I haven't seen him in quite a while, but uh, I'm sure he's still uh, – Playing golf and uh, knocking on the door of a uh, mid seventies. He, he, he goes to my church. Yeah, he's a re- <laughs> remarkable man, remarkable athlete, um, remarkable person. He is, and, and and really, so many have come through in the Lions organization. You know, I mentioned Herman Moore, Barry Sanders, who I still think is the greatest running back in the history of the game. Uh, Chris Spielman, I talked about uh, Benny Blades, just on and on and on. Um, you know, in, in the years we did him back in the eighties, it was. Still a fun team to, to cover, and um, you know Eric Kippel and Gary Danielson, and memories of the NFC Championship game in Candlestick Park when Eddie Murray, one of the great kickers of our time, you know missed a field goal I think wide right, and Monty Clark was praying before <laughs> the, the ball went up that it would go through the uprights, and so uh, uh, you know it's still an organization and it's steeped in tradition, and uh, you know from the great Joe Schmidt who I've known for many years here in Detroit so I could go on and on Troy. I'm just, sure just about Lions memories and uh, so so thrilled to capture those again do you have a favorite anecdote from your time covering the Lions <sighs> you know just watching Barry uh, I, I remember when he was drafted out of Oklahoma State I'm thinking man I've never seen a guy come into college football or come into pro football with such fast feet and uh, I'm sure he would counter saying there were times where he was hit hard but I don't remember many many games where many defenders got a full blow on Barry. <laughs> so, um, you know, to watch an iconic, um, you know, I grew up watching the great Jim Brown in Cleveland, and uh, but Barry, you know, it's just too too bad he didn't get a chance to get more national notoriety from from Super Bowls. But uh, what what an iconic talent and, and generational talent. So uh, to be able to you know those memories just come washing back to me and. Um, so I, I would say just some of the individual great runs that he had that, uh, that are unforgettable. After all that time uh, you spent here in Detroit, now coming back here to do the preseason broadcast again, what is that like, kind of reuniting uh, with this city? Yeah, it's just it's just so much fun. It, you know, when you have four teams, as we've had, that have been, you know, generational uh, franchises and, and so well-respected in their various sports, Um it's just fun to be a part of it, and uh, I love NFL football, and uh, you know, been away from it for a while. But it's like riding a bike, you know. As I had done preparation for this, and you know, watched all the games from last year, and I see a lot of promise in this organization and in a, in a front office that is, is committed to building a team the right way. And uh, you know, there's still room in this this NFL football for a, a, a ground-based team that uh, that will 
jam it down your throat. And uh, I saw a big improvement on the defensive side. And I love what I saw from Kerryon Johnson before he got mm-hmm. hurt. The, the young man glides. Obviously, you got a franchise quarterback. Uh, Kenny Dalladay <clears throat> blew me away with some of those uh, the catches he made right. with strong hands his. So uh, I'm excited about the draft, you know, from TJ on down. And, uh, you know, Matt's got a, a vision. He really does. He's got, he's got a pedigree, and it works. And you, you, you can't build these, uh, these kind of programs that, that Bob has built uh, overnight and but you can tell he's he's getting the kind of people uh, w- with the coaching staff that that want to be here that will uh, represent Lions football in a, in a championship mentality and um, I'm excited about what's what's to come make sure you visit DetroitLions.com for the latest in Lions offseason news analysis access and more Lions insider Tim Twentyman, along with Lions columnist Mike O'Hara, break down every aspect of OTAs as football season approaches. DetroitLions.com, your home for everything Detroit Lions. Take me behind the scenes of what a play-by-play broadcaster's job is. You're in the building this week to, uh, you know, meet some of the staff, uh, get to know the the building a little bit as you prepare for the preseason games. Uh, you're here during minicamp. What is your goal while you're here in this building? Just to absorb as many stories uh, as you possibly can, whether it's uh, through you know written notes or uh, reading some of Mike O'Hara's uh, <laughs> and, and Tim's great uh, work on on the website. But uh, you know, I'm a storyteller by trade. I've you know it's my 37th year of uh, play by play coming up, and so um, I love humor. I, I love to make people smile. Uh, you know, I'm energetic and, and passionate about what I do, and uh, uh, it's easy to do that when you've got guys who are going to uh, to make big plays and make uh, energized plays. And uh, it, it's my job to inform Lions football fans who these guys are, not just uh, the statistics, but but the storytelling. Um, so uh, there'll be those will be plentiful, and again, just uh, leaning on Chris for his expertise on the game itself. My any job of a play-by-play uh, expert is to set up the analyst. The analyst sure. is the star of the show. Let's face it, mm-hmm. Chris played the game and, and uh, breathed the game, as we know, and it just oozes out of him. So <laughs> I can't wait to. It'll be surreal for me because, again, I, I covered him as a player and, and right. have such vivid memories of number 54, and now to sit alongside him, it, uh, it'll, it'll be, uh, I'll be pinching myself for a while. I hope he doesn't catch me doing that, but, but I will. <laughs> what do you remember from your interactions with Chris as a player? Just, you know, if he was bleeding, he'd say, I don't need a Band-Aid. Let's go to the next play. It's just, <laughs> you know, he just, uh, you know, he came from a iconic program in, in Maslin, Ohio, and at high school, at the high school level in Ohio State, and so he's beloved in that state. And he's just, uh, you know, he defied the odds. Uh, you know, he wasn't the prototypical size linebacker but he'd knock your head off and so he just played with such passion that uh, it, it permeated the ball club and and I always thought the talent on those teams w- was actually better than than their record would indicate and um, so it, it was a fun group to cover like I said Jerry Ball was 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 a riot and a pretty darn good uh, nose nose guard and obviously Herman Moore one of the great receivers of his era and so um, it was and of course number 20 in the back backfield didn't didn't hurt either but of course uh, not you know so just a lot of memories come flooding back good memories and uh, and we know what a tremendous football town this is and uh, and fans are eagerly eagerly awaiting uh, a return to glory and it, it's going to come 
between now and August, when those preseason games begin, what does the job look like for you? Just constant preparation, constant reading about uh, you know the, the teams that uh, Patriots and Texans and Browns that uh, will broadcast. So it's just uh, it's a daily diet of uh, you know watching video. I, I love to watch film too, and uh, just just to, and and frankly. Memorizing numbers—that's a big part of football. So yeah. that uh, you know, I know because you that, have to be quick on the oh, reaction. Oh yeah, exactly. I, I, you know, I have a spotter, but I, I rely. I take pride in. Uh, you know, I did a lot of high school f- football uh, for Fox Sports Detroit, which is really tough because you had, you know, eighty players in game one that you had never heard of before, and then <laughs> and then you'd get a half hour break and flush those numbers away and get right. ready for uh, Class D coming up. So. Uh, that was much more difficult than NFL football because, but I took a lot of pride in that and and knowing those stories of those young men and so, um, you know it's uh, it's just constant preparation and and just feeling like you're on your game so that uh, you know there may be some surprises on the field but you, you got to be ready for them. I know uh, you told me that you've already watched all of last season. You kind of been uh, binge watching football <laughs> since uh, getting this position uh, to take over as the preseason play-by-play. What are the storylines that are sticking out to you initially that that you really love uh, looking at and you want to follow this coming football season? Well, I, I think with the change of offensive coordinator with Daryl coming in, I think it's uh, you know going to be fascinating to see what that looks like. Uh, y- you can see and. In- in- hear from his thoughts and I know with coach Patricia they want to really establish that that running style that again there's still a place for it in the NFL and um, with with Carrion coming back now more experienced and uh, you you couldn't take your eyes off him once he you know either as a receiver which we know he's he's got good hands coming out of the backfield but but as a ball carrier he he just kind of glides and so uh, you know, I, I think another year together with the offensive line and uh, what, what the ball club was able to do in the draft, you know, fortifying areas of, of the roster, um, you know, there's a lot to like. There really is. And, and again, you can't, you can't microwave that, uh, that, that cohesiveness in the building of a roster. But uh, I'm really, really intrigued, too, to see the usage of the tight ends you know, with, with TJ, obviously, and, and Jesse coming over from Pittsburgh, you know, uh, there, there's room for the tight end and maybe a, a dual tight end set from time to time and I'll, I'll let coach Patricia talk about that but uh, um, it's going to be fun to watch because uh, obviously you still have a, a quarterback who's uh, one of the best in, in the league and when he's got uh, you know weapons at his disposal uh, look out. You've broadcasted plenty of regular season games especially with basketball what do you think sets preseason apart how do you approach a preseason game differently than you might a regular season. You know, game. there's so many jobs on the line, uh, and uh, you know, maybe it's an undrafted free agent. And NFL rosters are, are loaded with guys who were counted out, or maybe late draft picks that uh, all of a sudden, um, you know, go beyond their 40 times, and they just make plays. And so there'll be storylines that will develop in, in training camp and into the preseason that uh, maybe you didn't expect. And so. Uh, It'll be fun to chronicle those and uh, and to watch the growth of these young players who are fighting for jobs. And uh, you never know in what direction they'll come from, but uh, you got to be ready for them. Well, Fred, thank you so much for spending some time with us on the podcast today. Really looking forward to getting to know you more and uh, working with you when those preseason games roll around. I know fans are, are struggling to get through these uh 
last uh, couple of months without football. Sure. So hopefully this gives them some, a little something to hang on to before we get to training camp in the preseason uh, because we're really excited for it. And, and, you know, a little plug for DetroitLions.com because I've really enjoyed, uh, you know, immersing myself in, in, in what's <laughs> going on. And, and it's so much fun for, for a fan to be able to, uh, you know, find out and really keep close with what's uh, going on with the team and now with uh, – Obviously, mini camp this week and, and training camp uh, next month. It's it's a great way to uh, to get your Lions fix. Well, you guys heard it from Fred McLeod. Check on DetroitLions.com because we've got plenty of coverage of mini camp this week. Thank you guys so much for tuning in to the podcast. And once again, thank you, Fred. Thanks, Detroit.